The Morning Blend, a triple shot of Catholicism, conversation, and coffee. David and Brenda start your day with a fresh cup of joy and inspiration. Whether it's through interviews, news, music, or prayer, it's all viewed through a Catholic lens. It's The Morning Blend on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Mater Day Radio. And a very good Wednesday morning to you, January 11th. It's David and Brenda with you on The Morning Blend. Thank you so much for joining us. I can't I can't talk right now because I'm looking something up because I have to win a bet with you. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm right on this one, David. Are you? you? We you throw out these just as we're getting ready, just these random thoughts, <laughs> and now we're preoccupied with deciding who's right on this one. Love, is, our, in, love is in the air. Yeah, Phil. Love our is listeners in the air. In, I thought it was a Neil Diamond song, but I am I do think I'm wrong because I was just I, I quickly yeah. looked it up and I don't think it's Neil Diamond. So the reason why you got on that is because we, uh, you just received an email yeah. about some upcoming classes for right. marriage preparation. Yeah. And the uh, subject line was love is in the air. So <laughs> and so me... now for all of our listeners yes. for the rest of the day, to be thinking about. you've got that song stuck in your head. So you who, did, are welcome. who did love is in the air? Uh, what did we say? John Paul Young. John Paul Young. All right, we'll have to find that. I'm going to no, find no, a clip Now we got to play it. Now we got to play that. <laughs> For sure. Yeah, no, because you know what's coming up. Valentine's Day isn't that far away, right? February? That's it. Valentine's Day is just you know, really just about a month away now, a little yeah. bit more. So, gentlemen, you are on the clock, we'll <laughs> say. But also what's great about those marriage prep classes is if you got engaged over the Christmas holiday, yeah. and if that was your gift or New Year's Eve, it is, they say, give yourself six months of preparation mm-hmm. in order to have your, your wedding. So that means if you were planning a summer wedding, yeah, you got to start planning. There you go. That's right. Get ready. Okay. I got to look it up. Okay. We'll, we'll, we'll definitively get the answer for you because <laughs> okay. I know everyone out there is just wanting to know who actually did Love is in the Air. Okay. And I'm telling you right now, Patrick Ryan, our executive director, he is the guru of music. Yes. He's probably yelling at his phone right now because he's listening on the Hail Mary media app. He's yelling the answer at us. <laughs> I can feel it. Well, you know what? I'm here today, and you know why I'm here today? Why is that? Because I'm not a mega millions billionaire. <laughs> Apparently, nobody is. Nobody is. Yeah. So, from what I've seen, it will now be the next drawing is Friday, I believe. So, okay. it will be the second biggest jackpot ever. Ever in a lottery. Ever in a lottery. Yeah, like $1.3 billion, I think, is what it's going to go up to. Something like that. Something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if it even surpasses that. And what's funny is now is that when you go up, when it goes from like, you know, $1.1 billion and they're expecting $1.3 billion, yeah. that is a difference of like $250 million I know it. I know it. in just a few days. It's incredible. <laughs> it's incredible. I would just take one. I'll have just hey, one yeah. million of that. Let's break it up. Let's find a thousand people. Actually, you know, at this point now, would be like yeah. thirteen thousand people could win one million dollars. I'm not sure how mega. No, thirteen hundred. Excuse me, thirteen hundred yeah. people. All right, I'm not sure how mega millions works, uh, other than that it was a huge yeah. jackpot. But you can have million-dollar winners that aren't the big winner, right? Does, like and, yeah. You know, I can't remember how they play because that tells you how often I play. I but know. we know how Powerball works. Yeah. It's your five numbers plus a Powerball yeah. or six numbers plus a Powerball. I think it's five. Five numbers and a Powerball. And I, I don't know if Mega Millions has the same kind yeah. of 
way that it works. So if you get the five numbers in Powerball, but not the Powerball, I think you win a million. Isn't that what it yes. is? Yes. Or you can do the power play and for an extra dollar, that'll double your $1 yeah. million. Dollar I don't know. I don't. <laughs> it's complex. It is. All I know is I didn't win. It's not you. Yes. Yeah, so I asked my wife this morning, say, hey, are we billionaires? Nope. 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 And even said, if you won, right. you wouldn't necessarily be a billionaire for 30 years. Or if you, I think they take more than half if you take the cash out option. Yeah. So all I said to all her right. was, all right, get my lunchbox ready. Got to go to work. Back to work Back with to you. Back to work today. So uh, how are you today anyway? You're not a mega millions either. So. <laughs> I am tied in even play. So yeah. I, I think I might pick up a ticket this time around. Doing well. But, you know, I, I, you, you came into my office this morning and said, how you doing? I'm like, hmm. Yeah. A little sleepy. Yeah, you were. It happens sometimes. Oh, yeah. Believe me. <laughs> like every day. <laughs> <laughs> well, some mornings are better than others. I was up a little bit past my bedtime last night. But yeah, so some mornings you just are not quite ready to take on the day. But yeah. I'm going to finish up my cup of coffee and I'm going to look up Love is in the Air. And I'm pretty sure <laughs> Love is between in the air. those two things, we're going to have a great morning. All right. So what else you got? Well, this was big news that broke yesterday in the Catholic world. David is considered the third highest post in the Vatican. Former Vatican Secretariat for the Economy, Cardinal George Pell, died suddenly oh, yesterday wow. following surgery. So I'm going to have the details on that story. Really incredible. All right. Well, look forward to hearing that. Also, if you're flying today, you may want to check your flight. There's kind of a crazy, going on? crazy story with the FAA this morning having to uh, put flights on hold. So anyway, we'll get into it in the news. All right. So we got a great show ahead for you. We're going to start things now with Kara Klein and Catch Me. Not Love is in the Air? Nope. I didn't pull that one All up right. yet. Not that quick yet. I'll get it, though. All right. You are listening to The Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio. I was afraid, afraid to fall, afraid to hurt, to risk it all. I've climbed this high.
That is Kara Klein and Catch Me. It's 710 at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. David and Brenda with you on this Wednesday morning. Well, maybe this is something you can do. Prison ministries locally are looking for some volunteers. You'll hear about it right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Please join Mater Dei Radio and Franciscan missionary Sister Anne-Marie Warren with the morning offering. O Jesus, through the Immaculate Heart of Mary, I offer you my prayers, works, joys, and sufferings of this day for all the intentions of your Sacred Heart in union with this holy sacrifice of the Mass throughout the world in reparation for my sins, for the intentions of all my relatives and friends, and in particular, for the intentions of the Holy Father. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, and to let us know how we can pray for your intentions, please visit MaterDayRadio.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including True North Retirement Advisors, a clear path to financial freedom. With decades of experience, True North Retirement Advisors helps business owners exit their business and retire with financial security. Information on how to get started with the business exit strategy plan and scheduling a no-cost consultation is available online at truenorthretirementadvisors.com. Get 2023 off to a powerful start with Mater Dei Radio's Hail Mary Media app. Make your resolution to grow closer to Christ in the new year, and we'll give you the tools to achieve that goal, including a huge library of audio, video, and text prayers. You could even set a customized schedule of your personal prayer reminders. The Hail Mary Media app also lets you catch a live broadcast of Mater Dei Radio and access podcasts of all our original programming, including shows not available on the radio. Plus, there's unique features in our Catholic Lifestyle section, The Bridge, exciting local events on our interactive community calendar, and much more. Resolve to download it today. Just search Hail Mary Media in the App Store or go to MaterDayRadio.com and follow the instructions. Make 2023 your year to grow closer to Jesus with the Hail Mary Media app. From Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Love is in the air Everywhere I look around Love is in the air Every sight and every sound and I don't know That's what I'm talking about right there. There you go. Love is in the air. <laughs> Who's that singer? That would be not Neil Diamond. <laughs> <laughs> it is most definitely not. You see Dina Marie, she was listening. She's yelling at her phone too yeah, at us. She, she said it was the guy you said. Uh, 
John, John Paul, Paul Young. John Paul Young. That's there it. you go. Well, I guess we should do some weather, <laughs> although I like that song. Uh, 50% chance of showers today, high of 50 degrees. 100% chance tonight, low of 44, and then about an 80% chance of rain for Thursday. Currently, it is 43 degrees at Seton Catholic High School in Vancouver. And it is 45 degrees at Holy Family Church in Portland. Well, for many years, the prisons in Western Oregon have been served by tremendously dedicated Catholic volunteers, both lay and ordained, who have answered the call to minister to our brothers and sisters who are incarcerated. Well, Prison Ministries is a challenging yet rewarding ministry to become involved in. And those involved in Prison Ministries in the Archdiocese of Portland, they feel a true calling to this work. And we're blessed to have a rich history of ministry to those in jails and prison in our own archdiocese. Well, joining me this morning to share more about his involvement and how this might be a calling for you is Alexander Ross. Good morning, Alexander. Thanks so much for joining me today. Thanks for having me, Brenda. Well, first, Alexander, I think for our listeners would be interested to know, how did you first become interested and involved in prison ministries yourself? I'm a cradle Catholic, so I was raised with Jesus's golden rule and canonic love on the cross. I was a special education teacher in Brooklyn, New York from 2011 to 2015, where I taught five to nine-year-olds, and I got to know firsthand uh, what the school-to-prison pipeline was, um, especially in predominantly black and brown communities. And through partnering with families, I got to learn and be part of solutions. And during some ministerial formation, I got to be involved in prison ministry for the first time. And I, when I moved to here to Portland into the Archdiocese in 2018, I started to get involved as a volunteer going in to the Columbia River Correctional Institute uh, near the airport about every two to four weeks. Once the pandemic came about, that shifted things up. And so volunteers really haven't been able to get in. But now that some restrictions are being lifted, uh, I and other volunteers are starting to get back in. But we could use some we could use some more help in hands with volunteers. Mm. Oh, for sure. Well, Alexander, when we talk about prison ministries, is that strictly just working with the person who is incarcerated? Or does it involve also working with victims and for family members who are left behind when a, a, a parent is, is incarcerated? I mean, who's involved in the entire ministry? That's a great question. When I first emailed the Archdiocesan contact person through the Archdiocesan website back in 2019, they told me that our ministry is about helping Catholic volunteers who are going into prisons and jails in the archdiocese. In the archdiocese. There are four prisons and four, par- four prisons um, that are really underserved at the moment. Um, and our job is to assist anybody who is, quote, touched by crime who needs assistance. So that does include victims, families of the incarcerated, and people leaving prisons and returning to communities who need tremendous support and assistance. At Columbia River, my role is to work directly with the offenders to preach freedom and reconciliation, to help them to explore responsibility and to receive God's healing. 
there are other ministries and ways to be involved that do work with victims and the families of the incarcerated, but I am working directly with the offenders in, in, the, in the prison. If you are just joining us this morning, I'm talking with Alexander Roth. Alexander is a parishioner at Holy Redeemer Parish here in Portland, but is involved at the Archdiocese level within prison ministries. He's joining me today to talk about his work in the prisons and also about ways that, well, you can also involve yourself in this very needed ministry. Well, for our listeners, it does sound a little daunting, the idea of entering into a prison and, and working with offenders. Then you said before the pandemic, you were had a kind of a routine. And now since things are starting to ease, you're coming back into the prisons. Can you maybe share with our listeners a little bit more about what's your experience? You know, maybe really from the time that you step out of your vehicle at, at the prison or jail and then and then walk us through the process of, of how you spend your time there. It is daunting. There are the chain link fences with barbed wire. It's a little imposing. In order to enter, you have there's screening, um, there's metal detectors, there are many guards, it's strict protocols. We're not messing around. And when I go in, I'm every time read a statement that I'm taking risks and uh, I'm there, there are dangers as part of it. That's all preparatory. And as I've gone in, we take safety protocols very seriously. The prison would not be setting us up for, uh, for trouble. So there are guards around. And once we get in to the actual prayer time, there's a culture of warmth and belonging where I'm working with all men and some of the other volunteers are women and um, and we go in and we sing and there's smiling and laughter. And we know the whole time that we're all broken people and we've all sinned. And some of us have committed more egregious crimes and sins um, against God and against our, uh, against our neighbors. And, so we're entering in with humility and knowing that we're all in need of healing. And some of the, some of the men don't, I, I never hear, I don't ask them, what did you do um, mm. to get yourselves in here? Um, if they want to share something and some of them are very open about it. Um, we receive that with reverence um, and, and gratitude for them sharing these difficult things um, we're very clear about boundaries between volunteers and the men. Um, and it's been really helped by, there was a formation program that myself and 16 other lay faithful from the Archdiocese of Portland took, took part in. And that formation, uh, which was last summer of 2021, was about eight weeks long, and it really helped um, to prepare myself and the others to enter into this, to know what to expect and to know how to help instead mm. of perpetuating difficulties. 
Alexander, when you are entering the prisons and working with these group of people, are you working with those who identify as Catholics or do you open up your your ministry for all those who uh, need need this type of ministry in their life? At Columbia River Correctional Institute or CRCI, we pray a liturgy of the word in anticipation of the upcoming Sunday's mass. So it has a liturgical feel um, where we are opening with song and a um, confidier and praying with the scriptures and praying the Lord's Prayer. Some of uh, the men who come are Catholic, and some of them are very well catechized. Um, Some are Catholic and not well catechized, and others are maybe Christian from a different um, denomination, or (laughs) you get people in for so many different reasons. Some, uh, they're really like aware of their need for God's grace through Jesus Christ and the church. Some are just looking to, for something to do, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, just to get out of their cells. So you really get a gambit and everybody walks in and by the time they walk out, they feel loved. Uh, they grow in closeness with their fellow um, inmates, and they have also left. They leave with something to to reflect uh-huh. on uh, moving forward when it comes to God's love for us and God's justice and healing. You know, that's really amazing. I mean, I think that is where God's grace is always ready to be poured out on those in need. Alexander Roth is joining me today. We're talking about ministry within the prison and those who are incarcerated. Alexander, I've enjoyed our conversation so much. There's a lot of information here, but I am coming up against my break. Can you stay with me through the break so we can continue our discussion in the next half hour? Of course. And it is 724 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Wednesday morning. Well, Mater Day Radio has a lot of wonderful locally produced programs. One of those is Blazing the Trail, hosted by our good friend Miriam Marston. That is tonight at 730 or, of course, anytime on your Hail Mary media app. If you go to our website, click on the programming page. You can print yourself out a full programming schedule. That is at materdayradio.com or through the free Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. This February, spend time with women from across the area and arise. Reflect on the beauty of God's marvelous design of womanhood at Holy Redeemer Catholic Parish in Vancouver on February 10th and 11th for the Arise Women's Conference. For the first time ever, this conference will be open to women from middle school through adult with special breakout tracks for youth. Listen to Catholic recording artist and national speaker, Noel Garcia, and discover God's plan for holiness in women and our capacity to love. Registration fee includes conference materials and Saturday lunch and dinner. 
Information and registration can be found online at holyredeemervan.org. That's holyredeemervan.org. Join for a weekend of friendship, reflection, and arise. What do the famous Batmobile, Love Bug, and Mystery Machine have in common? They were all given to Mater Dei Radio's vehicle donation program. Well, not really, but they could have been, and you could do the same. If you have a car, truck, van, RV, or boat that you no longer need, consider donating it to Mater Dei Radio. It's quick and easy, and a likely tax deduction for you. And you'll be supporting uplifting Catholic radio programs. Information on our website at materdayradio.com. Some are morning people. Others are not. Either way, we help start your day off right. The Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. 727 at Mater Day Radio and the FAA grounds flights this morning. We'll have the details for you in the news. And former Vatican Secretariat for the Economy, Cardinal George Pell, died suddenly yesterday after surgery. I'll have the update on that situation in news. Here is Sanctus Real and Jesus Loves You. And we are David and Brenda on the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. Walking in the church on Sunday Just a kid never knowing that someday Every worry I'd find Would follow me all of my life Nervous sitting there in the classroom The teacher saw that I was brand new I will never forget Every word that she said She said
She's holding my hand so tightly at the classroom door before I leave. I knelt down next to her, whispered the very same words I said. Sanctus Riel and Jesus Loves You. It's 7.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. And in your news this morning, a computer outage at the Federal Aviation Administration brought flights to a standstill across the U.S. this morning with hundreds of delays quickly cascading through the system at airports nationwide. The FAA ordered all U.S. flights to delay departures until 9 a.m. Eastern time, though airlines said they were aware of the situation and had already begun grounding flights. At 7.30 Eastern, there were more than 1,200 delayed flights within or in out of the United States, according to the flight tracking system. More than 100 have been canceled. Now, most delays were concentrated along the East Coast, but were beginning to spread west. The FAA said it was working on restoring its notice-to-air missions system. So, at last look, there's no longer the grounding in place, but... Hard to say what the backlog is with mm. delay. So the bottom line is if you're flying this morning, check your flight. Wow, tough run for the <laughs> yeah. uh, airline industries recently. Well, sad news to report. Cardinal George Pell, Prefect Emeritus of the Vatican Secretariat for the Economy, died on Tuesday, the age of 81. Father Joseph Hamilton confirmed Pell's death on Tuesday evening local time after being admitted to a Rome hospital for hip replacement surgery. Hamilton said while the operation was successful, Pell subsequently suffered a cardiac arrest. Now born in the regional city of Ballarat, Australia on June 8, 1941, Pell rose through the ranks of the Roman Catholic Church to become Vatican treasurer, considered by many to be the third most senior position within the church. Now, he served in that role from 2014 to 2019 in charge of Pope Francis' financial reforms, which largely stalled when he was called back to Australia to face allegations of historical sex abuse. Now, Powell was convicted of those charges in 2018 and served 13 months in prison before Australia's high court overturned his conviction in April of 2020. Pope Francis has praised the witness, dedication, and faith of Cardinal Pell, saying, I offer sentiments of heartfelt condolence, remembering with a grateful heart his consistent and committed witness, his dedication to the gospel and the church, and particularly his diligent cooperation with the Holy See 
in the context of its recent economic reform, of which he laid the foundations with determination and wisdom. Well, this is going to be an interesting court case to follow. Seattle Public Schools has filed a lawsuit against the tech giants behind TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Snapchat, seeking to hold them accountable for the mental health crisis among youth. Washington's largest school district filed the lawsuit in U.S. District Court, alleging the social media companies have created a public nuisance by targeting their products to children. It blames them for worsening mental health and behavioral disorders, including anxiety, depression, disorder eating, and cyberbullying. The lawsuit says that from 2009 to 2019, there was on average a 30% increase in the number of Seattle Public School students who reported feeling so sad or hopeless almost every day for two weeks or more in a row that they stopped doing some typical activities. Uh, Okay, that's one way to go about it. Social media can be so hard and especially i mean young people with their remarks don't necessarily have a good filter for it and then you put it on social media anonymously it can be really devastating i've seen comments before and i just think wow that there's no place for that so i think best bet parents is to just you know watch that with your kids and uh yeah take them off it if they they need to have that break for sure well, a vehicle crash knocked out power to thousands of Clark a Public Utility customers in Clark County shortly after midnight Tuesday. Now, the utility said on Twitter about 1 a.m. that crews were working to fix the outage caused by a vehicle accident. Now, according to Vancouver police, an impaired driver collided and sheared off a power pole near Burton Road and 90th Avenue in central Vancouver. Now, the power pole supplies one of the major electoral substations in the area. Now, there were no injuries, and according to the utility's outage map, by 10 a.m., more than 33,000 customers had recently had power restored. Now, the outage took out traffic lights in some part of Clark County and Vancouver, including State Highway 500 and 4th Plain Boulevard. Traffic on Tuesday morning was backed up four blocks as commuters navigating the flashing red light at the busy oh. intersection. I know exactly where that is. In fact, it's just about a mile from my house. My daughter was affected by the power outage. That uh, on-ramp to 500 people trying to get over to 205, it's a big intersection, yeah. and that was quite a mess, mm. I am sure. And a new partnership between the Port of Portland and Good Maps is rethinking how travelers get around the Portland International Airport. The app called Good Maps Explore is free for download on Apple and Android devices and uses audio and visual instructions to help users find a variety of locations. Now, the app aims to give travelers with special needs greater agency and control over their travel experience. It has various settings that can accommodate individuals who are blind, deaf, or neurodiverse. The app can also help just about anyone locate their gate, a bathroom, or even the closest place to catch a bite to eat with ease. The app also details instructions in English, Spanish, and French. PDX is now the second airport worldwide 
to partner with Good Maps yeah. and use this in the system. Nice. I'm going to download this. I think it sounds pretty interesting, but sounds really valuable to those who would especially need the services oh, it yeah, provides. Sure. In sports, the Portland Trail Blazers' woes continue. Coming off three straight losses on the road, the Blazers were hoping to get back in the winning column last night with the home game against Orlando, one of the worst teams in the league. Didn't happen. Magic beat Portland 109-106. to mm. Not a good night from behind the arc. The Blazers made just six of 35 three-pointers. That's barely 17%. Portland guard Damian Lillard scored 30 points, but was just two of 12 from long range. Blazers are now on a four-game road, four-game losing skid and have dropped nine of their last 12. Good news is that Portland plays 10 of its next 11 games at the Moda Center. They host the Cleveland Cavaliers tomorrow evening. Well, looking at the various parts and places inside a Catholic church, one location that has multiple names is the apps. David, hmm, the, the apps. apps. Yeah. Heard in, that term before? In the church? Yeah. The apps. The apps. I have not. A-P-S-E. Okay. Well, the apps is generally speaking a specific location within the sanctuary, and it's most visible in churches that are built in cruciform manner, meaning that the church is actually built in the shape of a cross. Oh, okay. Right? Old yeah. churches many times are. Mm-hmm. Now, according to Catholic Encyclopedia, the term in ecclesial architecture generally denotes that part of the church where the clergy are seated or the altar is placed was so-called from being usually domed or vaulted. So the apse is most often the place where the tabernacle is located that contains the blessed sacrament. Furthermore, traditionally churches were built facing east and the apse was located in the direction of the rising sun. It symbolizes the direction from whence Christ the light of the world would come again. While not all modern churches have an apse, historically speaking, most cruciform Catholic churches were built with an apse within the sanctuary. Uh, look at an old cathedral. Yeah. The apse would be kind of that center point where there was a dome or, uh-huh. you know, where you could see the, you know, up. And then right. you know, the, the church and altar was placed there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think of the... Um, Cathedral in Seattle yeah. is a good example of the altars directly beneath the apse. I think the St. Mary's Cathedral in Portland might be that and way. And I think you're, that yeah. is correct, too. I I'm think you're about correct. That. That's the high point mm-hmm. there in the church also. So next time you go into church, yeah. see if you can locate the apse. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And this evening at 7 o'clock p.m., you can attend a Requiem Mass for Pope Emeritus Benedict XVI at Holy Rosary Church in Portland. All are invited to attend a sung Requiem Mass for the soul of Benedict XVI, followed by a light reception in Siena Hall. Remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. And Brenda continues her interview on prison ministries. It's right after the forecast. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Catholic Youth Organization and Camp Howard. CYO offers local youth positive sports activities throughout the school year and summer camp programs at Camp Howard near scenic Mount Hood. Sports and camp registration information can be found on the web at cyocamphoward.org. 
That's cyocamphoward.org. Hello, this is Father Peter Julia, the Director of Vocations for the Archdiocese of Portland and Oregon. Join me in praying the Memorare. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious Virgin Mary, that never was it known that anyone who fled to your protection, implored your help, or sought your intercession was left unaided. Inspired with this confidence, I fly to you, O Virgin of Virgins, my Mother. To you do I come, before you I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in your mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. For more prayer resources, please download the free Hail Mary Media app or visit us online at materdayradio.com. We are leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary at Mater Day Radio. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. What's your next mission from God? You do have one, we all do. God has something in mind for us right where we are. This is Julie Anderko. Please join me on Your Next Mission from God, where the saints show us just how it's done. They've been through it, and sometimes they even got it wrong before they got it right. Listen to Your Next Mission from God, Saturday mornings at 7.15 and Sunday mornings at 8.15, right here on the bridge between your faith and everyday life, Day Radio. 743 at Day Radio. We're looking outside right now. Gosh, it's kind of nice. Actually see a little blue sky out there, a little clearing. It'll uh, have about a 50% chance of rain later today, high of 50 degrees. Then 100% chance of rain tonight, low of 44. About an 80% chance of showers for Thursday, about the same for Friday. Currently, it is 46 degrees at St. Cecilia's Catholic Church in Beaverton. And 41 degrees at St. Thomas More Church, the Newman Center in Eugene. And I am continuing now my conversation with Alexander Roth. In our first half hour, in our last half hour, Alexander joined me as we were talking about the Archdiocese Ministries to those incarcerated. Alexander has been a part of prison ministries for a number of years and joining me today to invite you to find the graces in serving those in need. Alexander, thank you so much for staying with me. It's a pleasure to be here, Brenda. Alexander, in our first half hour, we talked about how you first became involved in prison ministries uh, when you lived in New York. Remind our listeners a little bit about how the the umbrella of prison ministries and, and who they serve. It's not just our brothers and sisters who are behind bars, but, the, you know, the ministry really stretches out in a lot of different ways. Remind our listeners about that. Yeah, as we know, it's a corporal work of mercy, and the works of mercy are one of our archdiocese's uh, stated priorities, and it's a gift to me to go and proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ conquering death. It's a wonderful opportunity for me to reflect on the ways that I've 
sinned and received God's healing and to be able to pass that message along. It's a gift for me that the guys with whom I work, they take and they get to leave um, knowing that they, we, we have a God of, of second chances and we have to take responsibility and accountability and change our ways and be converted. Um, but they go out and they live their lives and I never see most of them again, but I never see any of them again. Um, mm-hmm. But they go out and they, they're changed people. And I have worked with people who have been formerly incarcerated in some past work that I've done, who they're, they're changed people. Um, there is a great rate of recidivism. And I think it's something like, I have the statistic, but it's something like um, 70% of people who leave prison end up back in prison, um, which is, which is mm. crazy. So there's a lot of internal and in- interior work that, guys can do, but they don't have to do. But if they do do it and they learn to take accountability and responsibility and not just try to pass the buck or blame others, um, they can be changed people when they leave. Um, and that can lead to unbelievable healing with, uh, in families, with children, with estranged partners or other family members. And they learn to how to apologize, which is, Mm seeing for me seeing god's mercy at work getting to hear these guys stories and you know during our times of prayer i can see like <laughs> literally like see god's mercy washing washing over them and see the looks on their faces of oh my god like i need you know i yeah. i need this mercy and this grace it's it's incredible it's such a gift for me I'm talking with Alexander Roth this morning. He is part of Prison Ministries here in the Archdiocese of Portland. Alexander, just listening to you, uh, from my own experience, and I've never done ministry quite like prison ministries, but I know that when I am serving others and my ability to give to others, it, it just is multiplied within myself. I mean, what I learn from those that I am able to serve, I almost feel like, the greater gift is on my end because I learn more about who I am and I grow closer to God just by doing that. Do you find that to be the same thing for yourself? Absolutely. And to go into prisons is not going to be everybody's call at all. Like most of our listeners, I'd imagine, are not going to become volunteers or um, apply to become a volunteer um, just from listening to this. But there are so many ways to practice this. Um Many of our listeners will be familiar with the term restorative justice. There are two great organizations that I want to recommend. First of all, starting through the Archdiocese's website. Um, There are great resources there and great ways to learn and get involved. And there are just great resources online. And even just reading those and bringing them to prayer and conversation um, are a great way to start. A lot of this just happens in families and in neighborhoods and in workplaces. Um, Again, with this term restorative justice, uh, finding ways to admit that difficult things have happened and maybe I've been hurt. Um, Hey, you've, you've hurt me or, or maybe I know that I hurt you. And how did that, how did that affect you? I want to hear that. And so Um, accounting for harm and seeking God's healing and being able to recognize the dignity of the other, whether it's in our homes or uh, on the bus or whatever, in the supermarket, Um, just practicing that restorative justice. There are so many ways 
to do it. Um, and prison is a way that I've been called, but that's, um, there are so many different ways to, to practice this. Well, Alexander, for those who are listening, who think, you know, God is calling me uh, to a, a, a deeper relationship uh, with him, and it could be through prison ministries. What are the ways that you are looking for volunteers? Is it just those that uh, that you're needing people to be able to visit prisons, or for are there other ways that people can also involve themselves? The Archdiocese's website has links and a lot of resources. Whether it's I have friends who, for whatever reason, can't go into the prisons. But maybe they write letters and taking 15 minutes to uh, to write a letter of encouragement and care for somebody in prison, whether it's by name or not, um, that could be a great start. Um, there's I, I love watching movies. Two movies that I highly recommend are Dead Man Walking from 1995 with Susan Sarandon. She won Best Actress. Um it's really good. And then um, the Stephen King story, The Green Mile, uh, with Tom Hanks and um, Michael something Duncan. Um, they're so good. So if you're movie people, watch those movies and um, maybe ask yourself, how, um, where do I see myself in this movie in the different characters? Um, and especially Dead Man Walking, because it's a Catholic sister who's, um, who's one of the main characters played by Susan Sarandon. Um, how does how is she living out her faith by doing this? Um, what is the witness that she's offering? So I would say starting with the Archdiocese's website, the USCCB, United States Council of Catholic Bishops, also has great resources. So maybe just spending 15 minutes instead of browsing something unintentionally on the Internet uh, one of these nights, maybe just say, hey, I'm going to set 15 minutes or 10 minutes or whatever you have to um, just check out... Um, Archdiocese of Portland, uh, works of mercy, and just go from there and and bring it to prayer and ask God, um, yeah, how can I be part of um, the healing of my community? Alexander, how beautifully stated that is, and I just want to thank you so much for your time today, and thank you for sharing your experience with Prison Ministries. It's a pleasure and an honor. Thank you so much, Brenda. And again, that is Alexander Roth. We're talking about prison ministries here in the Archdiocese of Portland. Now, if you want to find out more information that some of what Alexander was talking about, I will be sure to add a link to where you can get right to the prison ministries page for the Archdiocese of Portland. And I'm going to include that link on the podcast of this interview. You're going to find it at materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary media app. 752 at Mater Day Radio. David and Brenda with you on the Morning Blend this Wednesday morning. If you go to our website, right on the front page is information about our vehicle donation program. If you click that, it'll take you to our Get Involved menu, vehicle donation. All the information is right there. If you have an old car, a truck, a boat, motorcycle, RV, you can donate that vehicle to Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program. Really quick and easy process. Just need a couple of pieces of information and you are good to go. And it is a likely tax deduction for you as well. That is Mater Day Radio's vehicle donation program on our website at materdayradio.com or through the Hail Mary media app. 
Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including the Blanchet House of Hospitality. Since 1952, the Blanchet House has been providing food, clothing, shelter, and aid to those in need. Services include a downtown Portland cafe, residential living, transitional housing, case management, and a 12-step program at the farm. Support and volunteer opportunities are online at blanchethouse.org. Bringing souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. This is Modern Day Radio, KBVM Portland, Salem, Vancouver, KMME Cottage Grove, Eugene, Springfield, Translator K235BF, Eugene, and streaming at moderndayradio.com. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Aloha. This is Bear Wozniak coming to you from Waikiki Beach with another Deep Virtue. I was so stoked last weekend. I got to have a guest starring role on Hawaii Five O. I played the role of a captain. We were in the opening uh, sequence of the show, and I had a young couple on my boat. They were newlyweds, and suddenly a satellite explodes and falls from the sky, and then a boat shows up and starts shooting at us, and uh, I run to try to get the boat started, and I get shot and killed. And then the director says, cut, and let's shoot it again. I think he meant literally. And then we go uh, from another angle. Uh, we do this, our same lines again, and I run, and then I get shot and killed again. And then I get up. Director says, let's do it again. I got shot and killed probably 30 times. You know, there's games that people play, uh, computer games, where you get to have extra lives. You die, but you get to have extra lives. But getting shot 20 times and getting to get up and walk away from it, that's not the way it is in real life. The Bible says that it's appointed on a man once to live, then to die then the judgment. There is no reincarnation. There is no second chances. We get this one life to live, and we want to live this life to the fullest. When I die, when I go to heaven, I want to look at the beatific vision. I want to look at the beautiful, powerful God, and I'll be able to see him because I will be like him. The Bible says, we shall see him as he is, for we shall be like him. We'll be able to see God face to face, and we'll be able to know what love really is. And we'll be able to know what truth really is. And we'll be able to know what justice really is because we will see God face to face. That is, of course, um, if we live this life on earth according to his will. So I'm inviting you while you have this time on earth to surrender all you are to Jesus Christ. This is Bear Wozniak with another Deep Virtue. You can go to deepadventure.com for more information. Aloha. Deep Virtue with Bear Wozniak. Find out more at deepadventure.com. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, family dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, family dentist. Online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Hi, everyone. This is David from Mater Dei Radio's Morning Blend. I would like to invite you to check out my new podcast, On The Go, where I have a chance to visit with coaches, musicians, artists, and more. We go a little bit more in-depth with the podcast, which hopefully gives you a little more insight into the good folks we talk to. It's On The Go, available on your favorite podcast platform, or Mater Dei Radio's free Hail Mary media app. I'll talk to you soon. It's good to the very last drop. The Morning Blend on Mater Dei Radio. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. 
It is 7.57 at Mater Day Radio. Well, what are the best jobs out there? We'll tell you what a new survey says in the news. And five years to the date of a mudslide in Montecito, California, a Catholic parish is once again in danger of destruction due to rising flood waters. I'll have that story for you, plus more coming up in news right after Awaken the Saint. Hey everyone, I'm Sophia with Awaken Catholic, and this is Awaken the Saint. Here in the U.S., we have what is called freedom of press and speech. Citizens are not only allowed, but encouraged to openly express themselves through media and the press for just about anything. Whether or not you're using it to benefit society, what we say has power and can either turn people off from or set them free in truth. William Carter didn't have that same liberty growing up in England during the 1500s. He was born right in the center of the century in London, and he definitely had his work cut out for him as practicing Catholic in an era where you either belonged to the Church of England or you were put to death. From a young age, he began his apprenticeship under the Queen's Royal Printer, John Kaywood, on the feast day of Candlemas, the original last day of the Christmas season, fun fact. For the next 10 years, he learned the trade under the master and later oversaw the print shop of a Catholic printer by the name of Deacon Nicholas Harpsfield, who served time in prison for simply being a deacon printing Catholic literature. Following the death of the deacon, William knew that he was ready to begin his own print shop and knew that he wanted to print truth. Being surrounded by the eyes of the Church of England meant that for his safety and the safety of his family, he regularly took on the pseudonym Johannan Bogarty, and if asked, would claim many of his works were published outside of England. At this time, St. Peter Canisius was a popular Dutch theologian author who was able to initiate printing for the first time of Catholic editions in the Bible and various catechisms. This was a totally new concept for the Catholic Church to utilize such modern technologies and had to play a little catch up with the Protestants at the time. William made sure to claim one of Peter's books and from then on solely printed Catholic works and writings. In 1580, William printed his final book, A Treatise of Schism by Dr. Gregory Martin. Following the publication, he was arrested for printing what was considered lewd content. They claimed the book was by traitors shared among traitors in an assassination attempt against the queen because of one small paragraph that claimed the hopeful triumph of Catholicism at the end of time. Sadly, while in prison, William's wife passed away and he suffered many torments over the next four years. He was eventually martyred in 1584 for printing Catholic teachings, as well as hiding priestly vestments and other liturgical items in his home. But he would have done it again if he were able. What this holy man did was monumental in a society that controlled truth and what was said or printed. William knew the power that words hold, and he wanted his words that he printed to matter. When we speak to our brothers and sisters, whether it's verbally or through a quick text, are we using our words to love and strengthen them or tear them down? Do they align with what we truly believe as followers of Christ? I invite each of us this new year to grow intentionally in the words that we say and the messages we share so that we may better build up our brothers and sisters in love. Blessed William Carter, pray for us. And that is Awaken the Saint. For more information about the saints or to pray with Mater Day Radio, please download our free Hail Mary Media app. Details at materdayradio.com. It's 8 o'clock. And in your news this hour, amid massive rainfall and significant flooding and mudslides in California, a substantial portion of the U.S. West Coast population face hazardous weather conditions to start the week. 
Much of California is currently receiving rainfall that is four to six times higher than average. At least 14 people have died amid the chaos. Now, five years ago, on January 10th, 2018, a massive mudslide caused by similar weather conditions killed nearly two dozen people in the town of Montecito, California. Father Lawrence Sayer, pastor at Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church in Montecito, said it is amazing that this storm came five years to the day after the mud flow when 23 people died. Father Sayer said he had been informed by someone at his parish that his church building remains unharmed as of Tuesday afternoon, but the nearby Montecito Creek continues to overflow its banks. The entire town was ordered to evacuate on Monday because of significant flooding, mudslides, and debris flows. Montecito got nearly 10 inches of rain over 24 hours ending late Monday. Now, Father Sayer said he is currently sheltering with a family member in a town about an hour southeast of his parish, having been unable to return to Montecito after traveling to Los Angeles for a meeting. Father Sayer also said he had not heard of any reports of parishioners needing assistance with their evacuations. Well, to go along with that, the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, is out with a new report on the effects of extreme weather events, and the dollar figures are staggering. Over the last seven years, 122 separate Billion-dollar disasters have cost the U.S. more than $1 trillion in damages. Storms have also killed at least 5,000 people in that time frame. Now, five of the last six years, except 2019, have seen disasters exceed the $100 billion mark. The signal that extreme weather events are becoming more costly and destructive as climate change accelerates, according to the report. Now, NOAA says Hurricane Ian, the Category 4 storm that left a trail of devastation across the Caribbean and Florida, carried the highest economic toll of nearly $113 billion, along with the death toll of 152. Mm. This this isn't even taking into account what's happening now oh, in I, California. I think that when the uh, bill comes for all of the destructions happening right now in California, it'll be astronomical. Oh, yeah. Well, the Catholic Church in Australia reacted with surprise and sadness at the news of the death of Cardinal George Pell, with one former prime minister saying the country had lost a great son and the church has lost a great leader. Cardinal Pell, Prefect Emeritus of the Vatican Secretariat for the Economy, died Tuesday in Rome at the age of 81 from cardiac arrest. Archbishop Anthony Fisher of Sydney said a first reaction on Facebook Please pray for the repose of the soul of Cardinal Pell, for comfort and consolation for his family, and for all those who loved him and are grieving him at this time. Many faithful added personal messages also on social media. Now appointed in 2014 as the first prefect of the Vatican Secretariat for the Economy, Pell served as Archbishop of Sydney from 2001 to 2014. Before that, he was Archbishop of Melbourne from 1996 to 2001. 
And a Vancouver police officer who made an unsuccessful bid for Clark County Sheriff last year has been suspended pending the outcome of multiple internal investigations, the city of Vancouver confirmed Tuesday. Corporal Ray Reynolds with the Vancouver Police Department was placed on leave December 21st due to an open internal investigation pertaining to the agency's standard of conduct policy. Now, according to Kim Knapp, the city of Vancouver's public affairs manager, an investigation into Reynolds was opened on September 8th of 2022, followed by another investigation on October 24th and two investigations on December 20th. The city did not provide any further details about the incidents that led to these investigations, but did outline the Vancouver Police Department policies that may have been violated. So U.S. News & World Report has just released its 100 best jobs list. They use a variety of attributes to come up with Mm -hmm. the the list. That includes job pay. Uh, Jobs aren't too stressful. They provide a satisfying work-life balance. They offer room for advancement, and there is demand for the position. So that all being said, group all that together, the top job, here it is. The top job, software developer. Really? That's it. There you go. So anyway, that's number one on the list. Number two, nurse practitioner. Interesting. Number three, medical and health services manager. Number four, see a theme here? Physician assistant. Interesting. I hear it. Yeah. Number five, information security analyst. Number six, physical therapist. Number seven, financial manager. Number eight, IT manager. Number nine, web developer. And number 10, dentist. Interesting. So lots of healthcare services. Healthcare and tech. Tech. That's your kind of your top 10. Interesting. David, where on the list is a Catholic morning show host? <laughs> it did not show up in the top 100. <laughs> really? I'm sad to say, yes. It'd be on there. I know. Well, speaking of job openings, former Portland Mayor Sam Adams has announced that he will resign from his role as Director of Strategic Innovations for current Mayor Ted Wheeler's office just under two years after taking the job. In an email sent to Wheeler's staff Tuesday, Adams cited health-related concerns as the reason for his departure. He said he has been struggling with chronic anemia for the past year and the loss of energy was impacting his ability to do his job. Now, Adams served as mayor for a single term from 2009 to 2012, and Wheeler announced Adams' appointment to the role of Director of Strategic Initiatives at the end of January 2021 and said at the time that his priorities would include homelessness, public safety, city cleanliness, and economic recovery. Oh, that's too bad. I hope he, hope he gets better. Uh, every time I think of Sam Adams, I think of Portlandia. Because if you remember, there were episodes where Kyle McLaughlin, the actor, I right? think, portrayed Sam as the mayor, but then Sam was actually in the show. <laughs> he had a little cameo. Yeah, he had some cameos in there. So, yeah, fun. Well, in sports, the AP poll is out. The top football teams in the country, you know, the uh, championship game just got played. Yes. So, you know, they released the final poll following that, and uh, Ducks and Beavers. 
both well represented. Okay. So Oregon finished 15th in the country, while Oregon State finished 17th in the nation. It's the Ducks' best rank in the final AP poll since the 2019 season when it finished at number five. And it's the Beavers' highest final season ranking in 22 years. So both teams finished with a record of 10 and 3 and won their bowl games. No surprise, number one, Georgia. Georgia. Yep. Uh, that's followed by. TCU at number two. See, I was wondering about yeah. whether or not they would be second just because of well, the trouncing that yeah. they got in I that game. I was kind game. of thinking the same thing, but they did finish number two. Michigan three, Ohio State four, and Alabama at number five. So kind of your usual suspects in the top five other than probably TCU, but yeah, that's how it ended up. Well, a biotech company announced this week that the USDA granted them a conditional license for their honeybee vaccine. I saw this. A vaccine for honeybee. Yeah. Well, the vaccine boosts the bee's immune system to fight against American fowl brood disease, a bacteria-based condition known to attack colonies that's caused by a, a paean bacillus larva. Now, critical to our food supply, honeybees have been plagued by American fowl brood, which until now had no safe or sustainable antidote. Previously, the only treatment method for the highly contagious disease was incinerating the bees, infected hives, and all the equipment. Mm. Now, developed by Dalen Animal Health, the solution contains an inactive version of that larvae bacteria that is non-GMO and usable in organic agriculture Hmm. so here's what it is it's actually consumed by the worker bees this vaccine it's actually in the food right and the vaccine is then incorporated into royal jelly which is then fed to the queen right now when she ingests it fragments of the vaccine are deposited into her ovaries, and then having been exposed to the vaccine, the developing bee larvae have immunity against as they hatch. I mean, this is just fascinating. it is. Now, following research that showed the efficacy of the drug, the USDA issued its conditional license for two years only. Now, Dalen, which is headquartered in Athens, Georgia, at the University of Georgia's Innovation Hub, will distribute the vaccine on a limited basis to commercial beekeepers. You know, when you first said that, I was thinking to myself, how, how are they going to make a little tiny needle? Like little that tiny to, needles, to, and they to, run them yeah. like you, you just got to run around and capture them all. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that could be very difficult. I was going to say, I, it just doesn't sound reasonable. That's really innovative. So very interesting. I'm going to follow this story and see what they yeah. say. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. This Saturday at 8.30 a.m. is a memorial prayer service in Beaverton for the end to abortion at St. Cecilia's Catholic Church. The Respect Life Committee invites all to pray with them. Benediction, a pro-life rosary, and the Chaplet of Divine Mercy for the end to abortion. This will take place after the 8 a.m. Mass. And remember, you can find details on these and other events. Just head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. You know, typically we do our second cup in the final interview segment at 8.40, but we're going to switch things up a little bit and do a second cup next because we have a very special interview coming up at 8.40. We're going to be talking to Deacon Owen Cummings up at the Mount Angel Abbey Seminary. He's going to be doing a very 
really wonderful lecture series. And so we're going to bring Deacon Owens on at that 840 interview segment. So we'll be back with the second cup. What are we talking about this morning? We're going to talk about St. Thomas Aquinas and his suggestions for overcoming sadness. Oh, okay. Because we're all affected by it sometimes. All right. It's after the forecast. Support for Mater Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. Good morning. Please join me, Father Martin King, pastor of St. Thomas More Catholic School and parish in this morning prayer. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. O God, enlighten my mind with truth, inflame my heart with love, inspire my will with courage, enrich my life with service, pardon what I have been, sanctify what I am. Order what I shall be, and thine shall be the glory, and mine eternal salvation. Through Jesus Christ, my Lord. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless. For more prayer resources, please visit our website at materdayradio.com or check the prayer section on the new Hail Mary Media app. Support for Mater Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including University of Portland, dedicated to excellence and innovation in the classroom. Ranked as one of the top colleges in the West by U.S. News and World Report, the University of Portland is home to robust undergraduate and graduate programs in its colleges of arts and sciences and its schools of business, education, engineering, and nursing. Learn more at up.edu. There are more than two dozen feast days dedicated to the Blessed Virgin Mary in 2023. How do you stay on top of them all? The easiest way is Monterey Radio's Marian calendar. Get yours today before the new year moves too far along and our limited supply runs out. Just go to the Christmas resources at MonterdayRadio.com or the Hail Mary Media app and we'll promptly send you one of these colorful calendars free. It features magnificent artwork uplifting messages of faith, and a full listing of all Our Lady's feast days in 2023. Start the new year right with this stunning display of spiritual motivation for your home, office, workshop, or anywhere you can use a little reminder that Our Lady is praying for you. Get your 2023 Marian calendar now before they're all gone in the Christmas resources section on the Hail Mary media app or materdayradio.com. Leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is 816 at Day Radio. Well, basically a little sunshine today and then a chance of rain later in the day, about a 50% chance. High of 50 degrees, then 100% chance of rain tonight, low of 44. 80% chance of rain for Thursday, high of 52. And uh, that looks about the same for Friday and Saturday both. So uh, showers ahead. Currently 43 degrees at St. Thomas Catholic Church in Camas. And 43 degrees at Regis St. Mary Schools in Staten. Are you ready for a second cup of the morning blend? Here's David and Brenda. 
You know, David, you and I were commenting this morning when we meet before we get uh, the show ready that I was feeling a little tired, like I could have used a little extra sleep. Mm -hmm. So it's a good opportunity to have an early second cup because... uh, we just needed a little uh, little caffeine to get the morning going. Of course, I think that uh, that by the time the show started today, caffeine was working well because we <laughs> had a good start today. But I found this great article. It's been a few years ago, but it talks about St. Thomas Aquinas. Now, every morning, you know, you don't always feel you know, top of your game. And, and things happen in life that cause grief and sadness. It's a part of life. Yeah, yeah. Right? It, Everybody's it, there. Everybody experiences that. And we all have different ways to, to handle those things. And it's not necessary. Like, even for us on the morning blow, it's not necessary for us to just stuff our sadness and just, you know, get about it. I mean, there is work to be done, and we need to make sure that things, you know, flow throughout the day. But when you experience sadness or sorrow— just as the saints did, sure. well, it's okay. It Again, it's part of life. Mm-hmm. And the saints wrote about sadness, too. And St. Thomas Aquinas, who wrote the Summa, who tried to write everything there is to know about God, well, he had some thoughts about sadness. All right. And so I found this great article. He actually came up with five remedies for sadness. Five remedies. And so I thought, let's go over these because you know, coming through the holiday season too, while it's a very happy time, families get together for those who've experienced loss last year could be a difficult time, Mm -hmm. right? So we thought St. Thomas Aquinas is the perfect guy to kind of help us through these times. Interesting. So here's his first remedy. He says, grant ourselves something we like. Yeah. Okay. So it can be as simple as uh, a chocolate, something to boost your spirits. Maybe, I mean, this one actually says maybe mere materialistic, but one wouldn't deny that after a tough day when it's been difficult, a beer or a cocktail to just kind of treat yourself to that, to just remind yourself yeah. that there is still good things in life. Sure. Okay. So that's his first suggestion. I like that. The second remedy, weeping. Ah, okay. St. Thomas Aquinas says, it's okay to cry. Yeah. Just let yourself feel what you feel and cry. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think that's that's excellent. Men, I think, have a more difficult time with that than women. Yeah, I would tend say. To. Overall, sure. that's yeah. not the specific, but overall, because men kind of are all throughout their lives are built up to, you know, oh, boys don't cry. Right. Right? But no, it, it, that's just a human reaction, yeah. a human emotion. So so what you're saying is it's wrong to say there's no crying in baseball. There is crying, there is in, crying baseball. in baseball. It's probably not during the game. Right. Maybe say that for after. The third remedy, this is perfect. Sharing that sorrow with a friend. Oh, yeah. Share it with your That's friend. That's right. It's nice to have that. You can have someone to do that. Someone to do that with. And, P- and that friend can do that in different ways. Mm-hmm. I know for myself that if a friend shares something that is just sorrowful, I feel that with them. Right. I enter right into that sorrow. And for some people, well, it's like, I hear you. Yeah. And I am here to support you in any way that I can. And sometimes you don't even have to say anything it's just to be that person who can listen to be that person who can listen right or you think about friends who they've shared something that this has happened and they say hold on i'll be right there Mm -hmm. and what do they have 
ice cream, right, or a treat, something. or something yeah. like that. To I mean, you, and you see how these fit together. Oh the, yeah, these aren't modern uh, remedies mm-hmm. for sorrow. These are, uh, for a long time, right. This has kind of been the way that uh, we deal with things. The human experiences, sure. From the beginning. You might even take that a step further by saying if you're you're sad about maybe something that you've done that you didn't feel good about, we have confession. And how oh. how, <clears throat> how often you can do that and come out feeling so much better. Oh, absolutely for sure. And even for many people too, getting that off your chest yep. kind of releases in sometimes tears, and then you leave and you just mm-hmm. feel like the weight has been lifted. Right, exactly. Right? Isn't that amazing? Yeah. If you're just tuning in, we're talking today about Tom, St. Thomas Aquinas and his suggested five remedies against sadness. Okay, so we've talked about uh, granting us something that we like. Uh, St. Thomas Aquinas said it's okay to cry about it and then to share that sorrow with a friend. Mm-hmm. So now St. Thomas Aquinas goes on to say the fourth remedy against sadness is contemplating the truth. Mm. And what this is actually, David, goes a little bit along the lines of what you just said about going to confession. Yeah. Now, contemplating the truth, you know, it actually has to do with, you know, like an effective balm against sadness. A literary critic a few days after the death of a dear friend was scheduled to speak at a conference about a topic of the adventure in the works of Tolkien. He began by saying, speaking about beautiful things to people interested in them for him, was a real consolation. Interesting. So just, you know, entering into truth and beauty. Sometimes that can be listening to beautiful music. I'm a big music person, so, you know, if I'm feeling that way, boy, that helps me tremendously. And just, like, experiencing beauty, Mm -hmm. I think, is is a great way to do that, whether it be in literature, in faith, through music, on a walk. Yeah. Right? Getting outdoors. Okay. So the next one that he says, and the third one, and they say here in the article that St. Thomas, perhaps something we wouldn't expect from a medieval thinker, but the theologian says that a wonderful remedy against sadness is bathing and sleeping. Oh, there you go. Yeah. It's funny. I was just talking with my daughter who was trying to work out some things for school, and it was just really stressful on her. I mean, it was a really stressful. And I said, it's okay. This will work out. And then once we got through it, I said, you know what? Go take a hot shower. Just yeah. let that wash over you mm-hmm. and send the sadness away and take a nap. You know, you know going through an emotional experience yeah. can be draining. Oh, sure. And I just think, wow, how very ordinary yeah. of St. Thomas Aquinas to say, take a bath, take a nap. We hope that those suggestions for overcoming sadness might help you today, and we hope you enjoy today's second cup. Support for Matre Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Loved one, who do you turn to? I'm Maria Lee, a cemetery counselor with Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services. 
Our cemeteries have served Catholic families since 1888. In 2017, we added a full-service funeral home with on-site cremation, so we're even more prepared to help when a death occurs. When you choose us as your funeral home, you do so with the assurance that you're working with a Catholic funeral home owned and operated by the Archdiocese of Portland. And when the time comes for burial, know that we serve all cemeteries in the area, including our Catholic cemeteries located on both the east and west sides of Portland, where we offer traditional, cremation, and green burial options. For more information, please visit our website at ccpdxor.com. We are Mount Calvary and Gethsemane Catholic Funeral Services, compassionate and pastoral care. As we surpass three decades of broadcasting, all of us at Mater Dei Radio are thankful for the many blessings this special radio ministry provides to our Catholic community. To ensure that our faith continues to thrive in today's media, we hope you will consider including Mater Dei Radio in your estate planning. There are many estate planning options to choose from, but one way would be to include Mater Dei Radio as a beneficiary in your will. More information on estate planning is on our website at materdayradio.com. They're not baristas, but they do serve up a good cup of joy. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Dei Radio. It is 826 at Mater Dei Radio and a rough morning at the airport. We'll tell you why in the news. And if something were placed under the apps of the church, would you know where that was? I'll have that for you, plus more coming up in news. Here is Dante Schmitz and Brighter Than the Sun. We are the Morning Blend right here at Mater Day Radio, the bridge between your faith and everyday life.
joy to those in need And the world is hurt We're just longing to believe So let your light shine Dante Schmidt and Brighter Than the Sun. It's 8.30 right here at Mater Day Radio. In your news this morning, a computer outage at the Federal Aviation Administration brought flights to a standstill across the U.S. this morning with hundreds of delays quickly cascading through the system at airports nationwide. The FAA ordered all U.S. flights to delay departures until 9 a.m. Eastern Time, though airlines said they were aware of the situation and had already begun grounding flights. So at 7.30 Eastern, there were more than 1,200 delayed flights within, into, or out of the United States, according to the flight tracking system. Now, more than 100 have been canceled, so most delays were concentrated along the East Coast, but were beginning to spread west. The FAA said it was working on restoring its notice to air mission systems. I think it has been restored and they're no longer requiring the grounding. But again, you want to check your flight. If you're going to be flying this morning, just double check to see if it's been delayed. Hopefully it hasn't been, but, you know, better safe than sorry. Yeah, tough few weeks for the airline industry. Well, Cardinal George Pell. Prefect Emeritus of the Vatican Secretariat for the Economy died on Tuesday at the age of 81. Father Joseph Hamilton confirmed Pell's death on Tuesday evening local time after being admitted to a Rome hospital for hip replacement surgery. Now, Hamilton said while the operation was successful, Pell subsequently suffered a cardiac arrest. Now, born in the regional city of Ballarat, Australia, on June 8, 1941, Pell rose through the ranks of the Roman Catholic Church to become Vatican treasurer, considered by many to be the third most senior position within the church. He served in that role from 2014 to 2019 in charge of Pope Francis' financial reforms, which largely stalled when he was called back to Australia to face allegations of historical sex abuse. Pell was convicted of those charges in 2018 and served 13 months in prison before Australia's high court overturned his conviction in April of 2020. 
Pope Francis has praised the witness dedication and faith of Cardinal Pell, saying, I offer sentiments of heartfelt condolences, remembering with a grateful heart his consistent and committed witness, his dedication to the gospel and the church, and particularly his diligent cooperation with the Holy See in the context of its recent economic reform, of which he laid the foundations with determination and wisdom. Now, this is going to be an interesting court case to follow. Seattle Public Schools has filed a lawsuit against the tech giants behind TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, and Snapchat, seeking to hold them accountable for the mental health crisis among youth. Washington's largest school district filed the lawsuit in U.S. District Court, alleging the social media companies have created a public nuisance by targeting their products to children. It blames them for worsening mental health and behavioral disorders, including anxiety, depression, disordered eating, and cyberbullying. The lawsuit says that from 2009 to 2019, there was on average a 30% increase in the number of Seattle Public School students who reported feeling, quote, so sad or hopeless almost every day for two weeks or more in a row that they stopped doing some typical activities. Wow, that'll yeah. be interesting. I'm not sure what yeah. case they have here, but we, we as a parent, I, I see how it can affect children and, uh, well, how uh, teach them proper use. Yeah. You've you got to be with them. If you're going to let them be on social media platforms, well, you got to be right there with them it's on it to teach one. them. Yeah, for sure. Well, amid massive rainfall and significant flooding and mudslides in California, a substantial portion of the West Coast population face hazardous weather conditions to start the week. Now, much of California is currently receiving rainfall that is four to six times higher than average. And at least 14 people have died amid the chaos. Now, five years ago, on January 10th, 2018, a massive mudslide caused by similar weather conditions killed nearly two dozen people in the town of Montecito, California. Father Lawrence Sayer, pastor at Our Lady of Mount Carmel Church in Montecito, said, It's amazing that this storm came five years to the date after the mud flow. Father Sayer said he had been informed by someone at his parish that his church remains unharmed as of Tuesday morning, but nearly the nearby Montecito Creek continues to overflow its banks. The entire town was ordered to evacuate on Monday because of significant flooding, mudslides, and debris flow. You know, it was interesting. Last night were the uh, Golden Globe Awards, and it was on. Te- it was televised. It wasn't televised last year, but it was this year. And you know how they have the runway into the sure. building, all covered with tarps and things, because it was still it was pouring rain. down rain. Wow. Still, yeah. And a vehicle crash knocked out power to thousands of Clark County Public Utility customers shortly after midnight Tuesday. The utility said on Twitter about 1 a.m. that crews were working to fix the outage caused by a vehicle accident. According to Vancouver Police, an impaired driver collided and sheared off a pole near Burton Road and 90th Avenue in central Vancouver. Now, the power pole supplied one of the major electrical substations in the area. There were no injuries, and according to the utilities outage map, by 10 a.m., more than 30,000 customers had recently had power restored with another 250 still without power. 
and the outage took out traffic lights in some parts of Clark County and Vancouver, including State Highway 500 and Fourth Plain Boulevards. Traffic on Tuesday morning was locked up for blocks mm. as commuters navigated the flashing red lights at this very busy intersection. That's tough. It's tough. And the the difficult thing about that particular intersection, that if you were heading north on, uh, I think, let's see, it'd be like uh, Gare as yeah. you're coming up to Fourth Plain to get onto 500, there are two back-to-back lights, one that gets you under the overpass yeah. and then the other one gets you you know, onto the on-ramp. Sure. I can't even imagine <laughs> what that would be like running that as a four-way stop. Yeah. <laughs> That's a mess. In sports, the Portland Trail Blazers, well, their woes continue coming off three straight losses on the road. The Blazers were hoping to get back in the winning column last night with the home game against Orlando, one of the worst teams in the league. It didn't happen. Magic beat Portland 109-106. to Not a good night from behind the arc. The Blazers made just six of 35 three-pointers. That's barely 17%. Portland guard Damian Lillard scored 30 points but was just two of 12 from long range. Blazers are now on a four-game skid and have dropped nine of their last 12. Good news is Portland plays 10 of its next 11 games at the Moda Center. They host Cleveland tomorrow evening. Well, in discussing the various parts of a Catholic church, one location that has multiple names is the Apse, A-P-S-E. All right. Now, the Apse is, generally speaking, a specific location within the sanctuary and is most visible in churches that are built in a cruciform manner, meaning built in the shape of a cross. Mm -hmm. Now, according to the Catholic Encyclopedia, the term in ecclesiastical architecture generally denotes that parts of the church where the clergy are seated or the altar is placed. It was so called from being usually domed or vaulted and was so used by the Greeks and Romans, so says the encyclopedia. So the apse is most often the place where the tabernacle is located that contains the blessed sacrament. And furthermore, traditionally churches were built facing east and the apse was the location in the direction of the rising sun. It symbolized the direction from whence Christ, the light of the world, would come again. Well, not all modern churches have apse. Historically speaking, most cruciform Catholic churches were built with an apse within the sanctuary area. Now, I see uh, we're at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church now. I know exactly where the apse is, and many mm-hmm. people do, because during certain times of the year, as the sun is uh, coming across the morning sky, yeah. It comes in through the window, through the domed apse. And oh, so you nice. can see a section. Well, you can see a section in the church where people don't sit. Sure. Because it's real bright in there in the mm-hmm. morning. It's time to find out what's going on in our Catholic community. And coming up next Monday at 6.30 p.m. is Beauty and the Feast. A talk on women, faith, and food at St. John the Apostle Catholic Church in Oregon City. Women of all ages are invited to a talk by Mater Day Radio show host Miriam Marston, who will offer a combination of personal testimony, scripture meditations, and the writing of holy sisters and brothers, both past and present. And you can find more details on these and other events. Head over to the community calendar, materdayradio.com, and the Hail Mary media app. Well, Deacon Owen Cummings at the Mount Angel Abbey and Seminary going to join us next talking about a new four-part lecture series that he is leading. Happens right after the forecast. 
Support for Day Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Best Buy in Town Landscape Supply. Since 1984, Best Buy in Town has been supplying the area with landscape products and services, including bark dust blowing, rock, soil, sod, and recycler of yard debris. Located at 2200 Cornelius Pass Road in Hillsboro. Online at bestbybark.com or 503-645-6665. If you had the chance to sit down for 10 minutes with the world's greatest teacher, would you take it? One Minute Monk, Abbot Placid Solari of Belmont Abbey. If you said yes, you're in luck. Go take out your Bible and you can spend 10 minutes or even more with the Spirit of the Living God. Who is a better teacher or greater expert than the Holy Spirit? In his rule, St. Benedict sends us to the Bible every day, and it's free. 2 Timothy tells us all Scripture is inspired by God and is useful for teaching, for refutation, for correction, and for training in righteousness. If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, what holds us back from turning to it each day? For your free copy of The Rule of St. Benedict, visit OneMinuteMonk.com. O-N-E-MinuteMonk.com. If we truly believe that the Bible is God's inspired word, what holds us back from turning to it each day? This is Sister Regina of Our Lady of Peace Retreat, inviting you to join us on Saturday, February 4th, for Our Lady's Luncheon Tea and Silent Auction. This special event honors Our Lady of Sorrows, and all proceeds will go toward the recent installation of 40 new heating and cooling units in our retreat rooms. You'll have fun bidding on beautiful silent auction items, enjoy delicious sweets and savories from our kitchen, and spend time with the sisters. The silent auction begins at 11 a.m., followed by a scrumptious lunch and tea from noon until 2. To reserve your seat or a table for you and your friends, visit our website at olpretreat.org. That's olpretreat.org. The sisters at Our Lady of Peace Retreat look forward to seeing you at the tea on Saturday, February 4th. God bless you. Would you like to gain a deeper understanding of the Holy Mass? Hello, this is Terry Ross. Join me on Mater Day Radio each Saturday afternoon at 4 and Sunday afternoon at 2 for the glory of the Mass. Every weekend, we'll explore the rich history of sacred music within the Catholic liturgy. Increase your appreciation for the beauty and sanctity of Catholic sacred music with the glory of the Mass Saturday and Sunday afternoons on Mater Day Radio. The bridge between your faith and everyday life. And it is 8.43 here at Mater Day Radio. Well, more rain on the way, but it's not arriving until later in the afternoon. Temperatures today going to rain mild with highs again near 50 degrees. Now, as we move through the afternoon, rain will begin to pick up and overnight as temperatures drop to the lower 40s. Then for Thursday, well, we get a little heavier rain falling temperatures back to near the 50 degree mark and looks like the participation, uh, the precipitation going to keep up through the weekend. It is currently 44 degrees at Immaculate Heart Church in Portland. And it is also 44 degrees at Holy Redeemer Catholic Church in Vancouver. Well, beginning this Saturday, Dr. Deacon Owen Cummings will be leading a Christian in the World lecture series titled 
Loving the Church, Loving the Liturgy. It's sponsored by the Mount Angel Institute, which is a program for Catholics who want to live their faith more deeply. Series will take place at the Mount Angel Abbey Library Auditorium. And joining Mater Dei Radio this morning to give us a preview of the series, we are pleased to welcome Deacon Owen Cummings. Hey, thank you so much for being with us, Deacon Owen. I'm delighted to thank you for the invitation. Well, before we delve into the lecture series, I guess give our listeners a little background on yourself. I know you've been a teacher at Mount Angel Seminary for quite a few years now. Yes, this will be my 27th year. I've been teaching theology in various places for the last 50 years um, and realized just how much I don't know. Um, but Mount Angel has been my academic home for more than the last quarter century and a finer place one could not uh, find. Ah, uh, boy, that that is so true. It must be rewarding, I bet, for being there that long to see the men who have gone through the program and then have gone on to become priests. Oh, that's a delight. Um, recently, uh, last fall, I was in the Diocese of Yakima uh, talking to the clergy, the invitation of Bishop Tyson, and looking around the room where all the priests were gathered, so many faces um, that I recognized from the classroom, um, even to the point of knowing what grade they got, although I didn't publicize that. <laughs> that's right. I know what grade you got. That That's very good. I, I imagine, too, I don't know if you've ever traveled internationally, but you also think of the men who have come through the program who come from out of country, and, I mean, you could go visit someplace and probably experience the same thing. That's That, I think, is true. But uh, Kathy, my wife, uh, now of 50 years, and I, our, our traveling is down to the Oregon coast, I don't think we want to go any further. <laughs> yes, uh, that's, that's a beautiful travel anyway. Hey, well, let's talk about your lecture series, Loving the Church, Loving the Liturgy. Uh, tell us a little bit about what your presentations will focus on. Well, there are four presentations. The first one is entitled Vatican II at 60. And the purpose of that presentation is really twofold. First of all, to recognize that the Second Vatican Council, uh, initiated by Pope John XXIII, was on the way. It was prepared for by the biblical renaissance in Catholicism, due in no small part to Pope Pius XII in his encyclical Divino Aflante Spiritu, and then the liturgical movement, which had been gaining ground especially in Europe since the late 19th century, in an effort to make the liturgy more intelligible and accessible to everyone. And then the 20th century, <clears throat> excuse me, ecumenical movement, uh, which um, the Church got caught up in uh, as a consequence of the Second Vatican Council. These movements um, and the newer ways of doing theology that emerged in France in the 1940s, um, the Nouvelle Theologie, as they call it, all of these were like tributaries flowing into the lake that became Vatican II. So that's the first part of um, what I want to achieve in the first uh, series. Mm. The second part is to say, you know, you can read the documents of the Council any way you want, but I think uh, a preferred way to read them would be with the Constitution on Revelation, 
which uh, corresponds, if you will, to the liturgy of the word. Then the constitution on the liturgy, which corresponds to the liturgy of the Eucharist. So that the church is made by the Eucharist and then goes out to witness and to mission and to evangelization in the world. So that's the first one. Mm -hmm. The second um, presentation is entitled, What is Liturgy? And I come at it uh, in two ways. Uh, First of all, um, describing where we have come from. I'm a very big advocate of having a historical perspective. And if you recognize the liturgical reforms that came about after the 16th uh, century Council of Trent, uh, coming up to the uh, 20th century, um, there was a need for change in the liturgy uh, for for different reasons. And then uh, we will move on to look at highlights from the Constitution on the liturgy itself from the Council. The third presentation is entitled Pope Francis and the Liturgy and focuses on Pope Francis's style, his emphasis on synodality and consultation and so forth, and then also, you know, his approach to liturgy. There's a magisterial book that's been put out a couple of years ago by Monsignor Kevin Irwin of Catholic University, and I've drawn heavily from his wonderful insights into the liturgical perspective of Pope Francis. And with all that background, the final presentation will be reflecting on Pope Francis's Desiderio Desideravi of um, last year, um, and recognizing the significance and importance of that text as the Holy Father tries to draw us closer in unity in our liturgical sessions, and he provides a very beautiful meditation on the entirety of the Eucharist. And we will also, in that uh, same presentation, look at significant paragraphs from that text that uh, are persuasive and exciting and enthuse a love of the liturgy. So Mm. that's a kind of a synopsis of what's going on. Uh, That's wonderful. Again, we're speaking with Deacon Owen Cummings, who will be leading a four-part lecture series titled Loving the Church, Loving the Liturgy. Now, the first of the series, scheduled for this Saturday. Now, each presentation is at the Abbey Library Auditorium, and it begins with morning prayer at 9 a.m. Then the lecture is from 9.15 to noon, with a short break midway through. Registration is $15 per session, or $50 for the series, and you may be, you can pay that at the door, by the way, but you can also go online to mountangelabbey.org where you can pre-register. Again, the dates are January 14th, February 11th, March 11th, and April 1st. So what what actually, Deacon, how did you come up with this? What what wanted you to go in and delve into this? Well, I think there was a lot of interest um, when the text Desiderio was uh, promulgated last year. I think it catalyzed a lot of discussion around the liturgy and the centering on the Eucharist in a very healthy way. In fact, the Holy Father talks about the text as his meditation on the Eucharist. And um, having read it, um, I was excited by it because it, it, it not only provides us 
with a, a beautiful panoramic view of the Eucharist, it also um, uh, coincides with the focus in the Graduate School of Theology at Mount Angel. For more than 25 years, that focus has been the Eucharist. As the Eucharist makes a church, then all of theology can be seen as flowing in and from the Eucharist. And uh, in paragraph 37 of um, uh, Desiderio, the Holy Father actually advocates uh, that, that kind of approach to theology in seminaries. Um, I think he must have copied something from our directory. Right. <laughs> there you go. I love it. Again, Deacon Owen Cummings, he will be leading the lecture series, Loving the Church, Loving the Liturgy. You can register, find out more online at mountangelabbey.org. Deacon Owen, thank you so much for being with us this morning. We really appreciate it, and good luck with the lecture series. Thank you so much, David, for your generous and kindness approach. Absolutely. God bless. You too. Bye-bye. And it is 8.53 here at Mater Day Radio. It sounds like it's going to be a great lecture. Look, oh, yeah. I know Deacon Owen Cummings, he, during Scott's formation, he was our retreat leader, oftentimes when he would be at Mount Angel Abbey. Brilliant mind, great sense of humor. Yeah, Didn't come out in that interview, maybe yeah. just a little at the yeah, end, but yeah. he's a lot of fun. And again, very, very brilliant. Uh, you can find more details. Head over to our webpage after the show. That interview going to be made into a podcast. I'll include links where you can find more information about Christian in the World series and how you can register for this series. You're going to find, again, that podcast link on materdayradio.com and the Hail Mary media app. Support for Mater Dei Radio comes from our Leadership Circle members, including Dr. Mark Bianco, Family Dentist. Dr. Bianco practices family dentistry in the neighborhood of 122nd Avenue and Stark Street in Southeast Portland. Dr. Bianco, Family Dentist, online at biancodentistry.com or 503-252-1722. That's 503-252-1722. Set on a hilltop in the midst of the Willamette Valley, life at Mount Angel Abbey is both unchanging and made ever new in the spirit of Christ. Steeped in a Benedictine tradition more than 1,500 years old, the monks of Mount Angel have prayed together five times a day for more than 130 years. We welcome you to come and join us in the ancient rhythm of monastic prayer and liturgy. Come seek the things that are above. Learn more at mountangelabbey.org. Have you decided that this is the year? Well, you're going to get a few things done to make it memorable. Well, one of those things can be to support Mater Day Radio when you shop for the cause. With your everyday purchases through Amazon Smiles or Fred Meyer Community Rewards, a percentage will go to support great Catholic programming. Sign up is quick and easy. Just go to our webpage for all the information at materdayradio.com, the bridge between your faith and everyday life. It's joy. It's inspiration. It's the Morning Blend with David and Brenda on Mater Day Radio. Well, seeing a little sunshine out there today before the rain rolls in later tonight. High of 50 degrees, 100% chance of rain tonight, low of 44, 80% chance of rain on Thursday, high of 52. It's currently 45 degrees in the Rose City. And closing out our show today, here is Cooper Ray and Sing Alleluia. We are the Morning Blend right here, 
Mater Day Radio, leading souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary. We bless your name for your faithfulness, your love, your mercy, your righteousness. You are welcome in this place. We honor you, we give you praise. Cooper Ray and sing Hallelujah. It's A59 at Mater Day Radio. Love is in the air. Everywhere I look around. That's loving in the air, and that's not Neil Diamond. Correct? John Paul Young. It's John Paul Young. Thanks for joining the morning blend this morning. We do appreciate it. Go out there and have a love is in the air type of day. Oh, look at this beautiful sunshine peeking through. You can't help but have a great morning like this. That is going to wrap it up for us on the Morning Blend. It is Wednesday. That means Blazing the Trail will be on this evening at 730. But catch the podcast this afternoon on the Hail Mary media app. Have a very blessed day.